I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, we're wearing pads this week. I think it gives you an opportunity to work on physicality, pad level, all those things. I think you have to constantly be working on them throughout the season. It's uh, it's a regular season game, but it's not played like a regular season game. Like Coach T always say, this is a big game for everybody. Uh, it's a division game. It's a robbery that goes deep, deep, deep in the past. So we just got to bring that energy and play. You know, it's kind of interesting how as the closer we get to kickoff, Max, things are intensifying by the moment. You know, it's it's just the nature of the beast. You understand who the opponent is, and it really doesn't matter the records of either team at this point in time because when you simply put a Ravens logo in front of a Steeler or a Steeler logo in front of a Raven, um, it's all about getting out and getting something. You know what I'm talking about. This game just means a little bit more, Wolf. (laughs) I knew you knew exactly what I'm talking about. Roquan Smith came on and said, you know, they say you're not really a Raven until you cheap shot a Steeler, is what he was yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, and I believe that was probably that was probably a quote from Ray Lewis. Um, <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Or Terrell Suggs. Either one. Either right. one probably said probably said it. Freaking rat birds. Um, but you know, you, you you don't. This is this is your blessing into. The AFC North, if you're a Steeler or a Raven, right? This this is this is your baptism game. This is your trial by fire. This is this is the right, essentially, to to, to keep on working here and collecting checks. It's a right of like, passage. Son, yeah. yeah, son, you, you want to continue work here? Yeah. Stay out the Ravens, okay? Hey, okay Max, stay out the Ravens. What was <laughs> yeah. that one with Dabney Coleman? He comes up and says, he goes. What would you say you do around here? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what you ask each and every steal. Hey, you want to stay here? All right. Then what you do around yeah. here is what you better be doing on Sunday. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chuck, what, what, what would you say you do around here? <laughs> I love that. I just love that when oh, he did that. Man. That was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And, and so – you know, we play this clip and we kind of talk about this, but I'm dead serious, and I know you are too, Wolf. Mm. Like, like this game is the closest you get to a college rivalry game, right? In right. the NFL, there, there's no 
other, and I'm trying to be diplomatic in this yes, yes. and diplomatic. Remember, Hoopy's and, listening. And, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's nothing else at the NFL level that that gives you the college experience. True, true. Yeah, and and, and listen, listen. When I went to school, where I, and where I went to school, we had a couple of them. Right, we had we had we had Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. Oh, I'm sorry, and Florida, Florida, Florida Gators. <laughs> Boy, Wes yeah. is all over it early, buddy. Man, when I actually come into the studio, well, <laughs> if we can all fit in the same studio. If you can see, Wes is so pleased with I'm himself a, right now. <laughs> I know, I know he is. I know he he's t- he is tickled pink right now. Yes, that he that he has it. He probably has his hand hovering over the button one more time just in case. There he goes. Max Starks, Florida Gators. <laughs> Oh my goodness! The one time we're asking you shall receive is not is, is not is not received well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh, but, but 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 continuing on the path. I mean, this is one where the fans accepted. You know, it was funny. And so my 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 wife's um my wife's cousin was in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to dinner yesterday, and, and, and so and her husband, he's a Ravens fan. He, oh. yeah, but he's he's born and raised Baltimore. You know okay. what I'm saying? So gotcha. So so he he he's not he's not a transplant, and he's he's not a bandwagon. Like he he's been rock, he's been rocking with them since day one. Okay. Um, you know he, he he was like he was like he was like you know Max, I resisted all dinner saying something, but you you know you know you know what this week is. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, what the, I know what this week is, Kyle. And he's like, he's, he's like, he's like, li, li, listen, man. Last week was last week, but this week is this week. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. He's like, he's like, regardless of how it goes, this game is played tough, regardless. And we don't fare well against y'all, no matter how good we are. I, was, I said, well, I said, well, listen, listen, y'all might have it because Lamar is actually making his. You know, fourth game appearance. Uh, you yeah. know, in, yeah. in this game in his career, yeah, he's he's like, yeah, man, he gets injured all the time, but it's gonna be a good game. I say, you know what, you're right, Kyle. He's like, all right, and so we dapped up because you know we we don't hug during Ravens week. No, you can't. I mean, think no. about this. Even if they are family <laughs> by blood, by blood or law, right. you know, no, we can't. Yeah, yeah, hand, hearty handshake is is, is there. Suffice. You go. There you go. A little shoulder bump, you know, where you bump them back yeah. a couple of feet, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, it, 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 it's 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 the it's the bump that doesn't that doesn't bump back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more of a bounce back than a bump back, actually. Yeah. But think about this: eighteen of thirty games since two thousand and eight have been decided by three points or fewer. Twenty four games. Uh, I'm sorry. Twenty four of thirty games uh, have been by one score or fewer. I mean that is really tight stuff. That is amazing, and speaks to how this game stands out above all the rest. Um, and, and in year in year out, Max. I mean that's exactly what you're just talking about. It is Ravens Week. It is Ravens and Steelers. It is, you know, the bounce back to your uh, family member who happens to be a Ravenite yeah. fan. Uh, you know, it, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's what it's all about, and you you don't take it personal. Like it just it is what it is, and you, we know that you know when, when you're when you're going into this week, 
like I said, it, it, this this is a this is an extra sleep, extra Tylenol type of week. <laughs> yeah, extra sleep, yeah, extra you know, Tylenol. Yeah, you take yeah that, 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 the Tylenol that helps you sleep, you know, at night. Oh, uh, if you feel like it's all grogified and stuff like that. When yeah. You wake up in the morning. yeah. So, so I, I, I ambient, ambient. No, not no, ambient. no, ambient. That's just that's no, really it, no, it's, sleep it, no, it's Tylenol P. I was gonna oh, say geez. it's just Tylenol P. So yeah. easy, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Well, oh, oh, now, now, Wes, you want to be cautious about <laughs> about chiming in, Wes? You now like you West Virginia yeah. Mountaineers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he knows he know he does not know what Tylenol PM is. Uh, he's heard about it allegedly, and it's because you guys are always up all night. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, there's a pill that you can take that makes you sleep. Well, guys, I actually prefer ZZ Quill, you know. <laughs> yeah. The non-alcohol performance. Uh, I, 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 I highly, I highly doctors, doubt that. Seven out of ten doctors recommend ZZ Quill. Exactly. They recommend that to all West Virginia Mountaineer graduates. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, listen, y'all need to cut back on alcohol at some point. Might as well do it here in the medical. Ain't, no, ain't no moonshine in these pills. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. is, Wes is wound up early already. You got him going. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, li- listen, who, who do the Mountaineers play tomorrow? A guaranteed victory. We got the bye week tomorrow. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, he, see, he, ha- he has zero stress. Right. He might as well. He might as well go listen to Bob Marley with a coconut drink and sit on the beach somewhere. Uh, there's no stress at Wesley Euler for this weekend until we get to Sunday. Uh, yeah, oh, see, there it is. Yeah, you know, cool that, breeze. That's it. You know, you gotta love that. Hey, what's your favorite place to go in the Caribbean, Max? Oh, for me, yeah. ah, I'm gonna go Turks, man. Turks, Turks okay. and Caicos. Yeah, I really I enjoyed the Cayman Islands. That was see, I I would love to. I would have said that if I had been, but my wife and my kids have been, and they went they went during training camp this year uh, with the Farriers. Yeah, Ooh, so where they, they go? So, so, so they went to Grand Cayman. Okay, very good. Yeah, Let so me... so they all say the Grand Caymans is their favorite Caribbean island now, but I can't say that because I would. I was in late, Grand La Trobe um, during the time when my family was at Grand Cayman. Grand <laughs> let's, let's find out where, where Wes loves. Where, where do you like in the Caribbean, Wesley? It's a tough one, but I think I'd have to go with Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah. That's down in the. That's down in. That, that's Key that's, West. That's Key West. Was it Duval Street or something? It's down there. Yeah, There's a bunch or of Florida or Florida the, Street. The I mean. original. Yeah, <laughs> the original. The Jimmy original Buffett. is, in, is yeah. in Key West. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. in Key West there. Yeah. Yes, of course you. Yeah, you, you like that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, you mean that's not an island in the in the Caribbean? <laughs> yeah, you mean Margaritaville is it? Is it an island? It's not an actual place. Yeah, exactly. I would. I, I would. I was. I was fully expecting you to say some spring breaking thing like the Bahamas. You know yeah. what I'm saying, Wes? I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest. Oh, yeah. You know I, that's why I go to. Uh, what's the place in Florida? Is it Destin, Florida? Right? Is that the big spring oh, Des- break place De- in, hey, in Florida? Hey, De- Destin. Hey, what, one of the most beautiful beaches um, in, in, in the in the continental United States. I, I would put it. I would put it up. I would put it up against any other beach in in, in the in the U.S. What happens? Continental in the U.S. Break, though, does it get stupid? Oh, it it gets nuts. It's like okay. it's it one is. of those. You know, it's one of those places. It's it's maybe the Vegas of spring break. You can oh say right, Max. God. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between there and South Padre Island in Texas. Okay. 
Yeah. Let me ask, th- 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 those are the two. Let me, and I'm going to ask both of you guys this. Why do you think the Ravens and the Steelers play such close games year in, year out? I mean, think about that. You've got such a small point differential between these two clubs, over 30 games, 18 of them by three points or less, 24 of them by a score, a touchdown less. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about how both of these franchises are similarly built, and for all intents and purposes, this is not to, like, take jabs or anything at Cleveland. I do plenty of that in my other free time. Right, right. <laughs> but but th- this is old Cleveland. Yeah. So th- from a historical perspective, that is who – we technically we, that's who we recognize as Cleveland and the and the Pittsburgh Cleveland series and history goes back even further than that so this is deep rooted and it's two franchises and organizations that have a similar mindset when it comes to building teams and how and how they pick players like the Ravens have have, have a rich history of linebackers Steelers have a rich history of linebackers they have that they they have that you know they have a mindset that you're going to have a very tenacious, tough, physical defense. The Steelers have a history of very physical and tough defenses. Offense is a luxury, and when you get somebody special, you hold on to it. Um, but offense is 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 the second option in in their in their goals of success right and when you have two very similarly built teams with a similar mindset and philosophy that's that's when you get that and and there's a lot of history there there's a lot of history there and it, it goes further than just kind of their inception when when when, uh, when art model decided to move them in the middle of the night you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. But yeah, when you pull the U-Hauls out. So it, it's one of those, I think that that's what it is. When there's certain rivalries or certain historical games that have played, like I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Bears and Packers back. I mean, that, that was a contentious game back in the day. And, and you know, and trying to get back to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's. Cowboys, you know, Eagles. They, I was about to say Cowboys, Eagles, or maybe is even one. Cowboys, Washington might be the the nastier one. Uh, you know, you know what I I, I would I would say I would historically, say, yeah, cow, not cow, lately. Hi, hi, yeah, historically, Cowboys, Washington probably is a, is a tick above uh, Cowboys, Eagles. I, I I would I would agree with that, um, just because it's just such a nasty history. I mean, and I would say more so Giants, Eagles, Giants, Eagles too. Yeah, good call. Yeah, so Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Washington, um, you know, and, and even, I mean, you know, heck, a, 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 after last weekend, I would have said Oilers, Oilers, Steelers, but okay, <laughs> right, right, old old AFC Central matchup there, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's just it, it's just one of those games, man, you know, and we set a precedent, Wolf, in the early two thousands, that this is just going to be ugly physical football. And, and 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 we it was and and remember back in the day it was hey whoever gets to 100 yards first is probably going to win this game (laughs) right right because 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 that was a hard goal to achieve wolf that was hard to get 100 yards of that rivalry yeah i I play 
played that rivalry for nine years. Yeah. It was like, it was like, uh, okay, we're, we're, we're running again, right? Okay. Now let's try, let's try and get 3.5 yards on this carry. Okay. Can we just <laughs> get to 3.5? I was like, you're killing our average running back. He's like, he's like, Hey, y'all need to block. I said, we are blocking. Just run to the hole. It's only open for a second. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, you guys, you hear that, everything Max just said there, you hear that cliched but true throw out the record books. Like, I think it's a rivalry like this where that's kind of derived from. Uh, two teams that want to play the same way, two organizations with similar philosophies, the familiarity that breeds contempt, right? It reminds me a lot of, Max, I, I'm sure you know this, it, Wolf, the, the Duke in North Carolina college basketball rivalry, right? Tobacco Road, the campus is nine miles apart or whatever it is, all that stuff. Yeah. They had a 20-year stretch, Wolf, where over 20 years, Duke and North Carolina had each won 20 because they play twice a year, so 40 times. The record was 20 and 20, and the aggregate score, Duke was up one point. Wow. Over 20 years, 40 games, they were 20 and 20. Duke had a one-point advantage. Like, sometimes when you get that familiarity, when you get that, you know, again, just familiarity that breeds, you know, contempt and two organizations that have similar philosophies and how they want to build, um, that's where you, you get things like that and like Steelers-Ravens, I think. You know what, Max? I love that because I was just trying to oh, yeah, familiarity breeds what? And then contempt. I'm blanked. No, no, I'm sitting there going, what's that? Oh, what? Is I'm blanking. I'm just blanking. Yeah. <laughs> familiarity breeds. <laughs> Um, concern? No, that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I hate that moment where you're like, well, I, 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 it's the word, the word. It's on the tip of my yeah, tongue. It's, uh, yeah, right, right. Oh, happens. yeah, exactly. No question. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and that, but but also it's the tradition passed in the locker room. Right. So that's the other important part is that you have those shepherds, right? That 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 bring the oral tradition and the history with them, and they pass it on to the young. And then history is now not just written, it is told. It is spoken <laughs> in the locker room. That's, and, yeah. No, yeah and so a, a Cam Hayward is is that shepherd, right? Yes. To a T.J. Watt, and a T.J. Watt is a shepherd to a Highsmith, right? Yeah. And now a Highsmith is a shepherd to a Herbig, a Benton. Right, right, right. You, so you have these other ones, you know, the last of sets that, you know, it's crazy to say this. The last of the old guard is Cam. In that you know, that yeah. that actually remembers when this was a, a bloody fist fight, knockout, drag out type of affair. Now, it is, it is physical to its own degree. The 2023 version, it, it is, it, you know, the 2022 and 2021 versions that I saw, you know, it still has the meaning there. But... I mean, the height of it, you're, talk, you're talking the 2009 AFC Championship game. Right. Okay. You know, Willis McGahee, Ryan Clark. Oh, I remember. I remember what it hit. Haloti not, not a punch, punching Ben through the face mask and oh. Ben having a broken nose. I remember sitting on the side. <laughs> I was on the sidelines there, and I'm looking at him, and I said up to, to Chalooch, I said, Ben's got a broken nose. He goes, he doesn't have a broken nose. He goes, listen, Chalooch, I got a boxing gym, all right? I've had my yeah, nose yeah, broken. Exactly. I know a broken nose exactly. when I see a broken nose. All right. Yes, exa exactly. <laughs> there's a big dent. There's a big dent right in the schnozola there. You know, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, a broken nose. 
and it, and it sits off left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> noses aren't meant to be by your cheekbone. Okay. Yeah, it does. It does no. It no longer goes up and down. It goes northeasterly by south <laughs> by southwesterly. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just it, it's a side angle here. Right. I could take off on this ramp. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up because okay. we got a guest coming up. We have the great Missy Matthews checking into That's the right. locker room after this. And She's we'll, got snacks. She, oh, does she have snacks? Oh, that'd she be always, great. She always has snacks. She I just love snacks. snacks. Okay, Missy Matthews coming up with snacks and more after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room and we are joined by the queen of the sidelines for the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Steelers digital uh, maven, I mean... She is Miss Do-It-All for the Steelers. Uh, The one, the only, my partner in crime on the sidelines as we rove and rave and report. Miss Missy Matthews, how are we today, Missy? Hi, guys. I also want to be known as the snack person. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, The Swiss Army knife of snacks, too. How about that? Yeah. Is that, is yeah. That, is it, now you guys are making me think I need to bring something special on Sunday. Steelers Raven. So I'm, I'm going to work on something. Okay. Yeah, see, this, this is how Hall- fat Halloween guys do. gummies always work. I'm exactly. But this is how <laughs> fat guys work. We start to plant ideas in, right? We're like, oh, we'll right. just throw it out there to Missy, you know? Yeah. That's what exactly. us hogs do. <laughs> and Missy, and, like and Missy delivers. Missy yes, delivers. Absolutely. Listen, it's either Ziploc bags or prepackaged. She's always good on the snacks, you know? <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> but, uh, but Missy, you know, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta pick your brain, um, you know, for this week, um, We've been talking Steelers-Ravens and the rivalry and, and kind of what this is. Wolf threw out this stat um, just about how close the games have been over the history of this. And I just want to get kind of your experience and your perspective of Steelers-Ravens since you've been here. I mean, I feel like it is always decided by a field goal, and I know it's not. But it just, you go into it assuming that that's what's going to happen, that it's going to be Justin Tucker or Chris Boswell or, you know, going back to whoever else, um, that that's what it is because these are never really lopsided. Um, it's always hard to win on the road for each team. And it's, I just remember there was um, a Lady on Bell game in Baltimore. The Steelers just ran it down their throats, and you just felt this overwhelming joy uh, because you did it in their house. And I'm sure that's how the Ravens feel, you know, when they win in Pittsburgh. And it's just always nasty. I think a lot of people talk about the different rivalries among division opponents in the league, but everybody always mentions Steelers-Ravens. And I think because you've had Coach Tomlin and Coach Harbaugh there for so long, this will be the 34th time they've gone against each other, including the postseason. Like, that's just crazy. You don't have that that same cast of characters. Now the players have certainly changed. And I was listening to you guys uh, a little bit ago, you know, like Cam is one of the last guys that really gets it. Even Boz, I think is probably 
the second most tenured behind him in terms of this game. Um, so I just feel like what a perfect game, a perfect opportunity for the Steelers to get rid of that stench that's on them for whatever happened in Houston. They're back at home. Steelers fans are going to be going crazy. It's a one o'clock game. It's going to be football weather. And what better way to do it to head into the bye than beating the Ravens? Oh, yes. No doubt about it. Now, as I was driving in, one of the things I, I, I heard you on with the DV morning show, and you were talking and pointed very, I thought, a very astute point about the things coming out of from Baltimore and out of P- Pittsburgh. Can you uh, reload that for us? Well, I just think, you know, I always try to pay attention to what the other team is saying, too, because I think that's part of, you know, covering the game, covering the team, um, what's getting them, what's getting their mojo going this week. Right. And I think for the Ravens, they have lost five of the last six games. And it's crazy when you think about it. Lamar Jackson has only played in three of them. Mm. He's one and two. He always does the worst. The Steelers just kind of have his number. Now, granted, it's small sample size. Um, but everybody down there, it's kind of like, hey, until you beat the Steelers, you're not really a Raven. And mm. they just keep talking. And that seems to be where their head is at of, like, what a big matchup this is. Of course, they've already won in Cleveland. They won in Cincinnati. Who wouldn't love to go 3-0 you know, on the road, you know, in your division? And I think for the Steelers, because of the way the loss happened in Houston, just because we have not seen consistency on either side of the ball, um, in Pittsburgh, it's more about how do we fix what's happening? And I think yesterday definitely turned the page. Trust me, it's not like they're not getting ready for the Ravens, mm. but I think when you have a game like the Houston game, most of the questions you're going to be asked are about what went wrong there instead of looking forward as much. But I have no doubt that Coach Tomlin, the coaching staff, everybody is going to have these players ready. Um, even Cam Hayward spoke to the media yesterday. He hasn't spoken since he went on IR. I think you have enough people who have been in this before and know how to mentally, not just physically, prepare for this matchup. Yeah, and and I think that's that that's the of note thing is that when you have a guy like Cam Hayward talking about this, that he he is the shepherd of the tradition, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one that 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 sets everybody in the locker room's mind right. That's why Cam, you know. Certain leaders just can't miss, you know what I'm saying? Like time away. Like most guys that go on IR, they're away from the facility. They're doing the rehab thing. They leave. No, Cam Cam is there the entire day. That is his job, especially this week, um, is to get the guys mentally prepared. He, He is the mental motivator for this week. And I think, you know, you couple that with padded practices and that gives you a glimpse into this because, you know, there are a lot of new faces, Missy, that that, mm-hmm. didn't, that weren't playing in this game a year ago that are now contributors on this team. You know, you, I, I just think of a few. I think of the linebacking core, you know, minus Mark Robinson. I think of some of the new guys in this secondary, the Patrick Petersons of this world, that, that are going to get their first taste of this. I also think of a Calvin Austin on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. You know, you look, you look at that. Isaac Siamalu who's going to be experiencing this for the first time. Um, there, there's just a certain a certain level that you have to be at mentally. And, you know, just kind of what, what, what has been like the echo and the tenor as you walk around the facility this week, um, knowing that it's Ravens week? 
I think everybody just has an extra pep in their step, and it's always this way when it's Ravens Week. Like, we call it Ravens Week. Last week we weren't like, hey, guys, it's Texans Week. It was that, – that's not the case. And I understand they don't face them all the time, but it is Ravens Week, and there's just something about it. I mean, I made the mistake early in my career, did not do it on purpose, had, like – purple something on and do you know how many people stopped me <laughs> oh, in the hallway and yelled at me oh, and i'm like guys and it wasn't even the right shade of purple like purple is my favorite color Doesn't not matter. this week i like i'm drinking out of a purple coffee mug right now like, it's just but man i got i got it handed to me so i have like listen i will wear my purple the week before just so i can't wear it that week because it is that serious um and i just yeah it, it's crazy that's kind of funny because you know of of my girls, my two young girls. I got a purple and a pink girl, you know. So I, uh, I, I kind of get yeah. you there. Okay, so yeah. let me ask you this: Do you think do you think the Steelers are pointing enough at the Ravens versus the Ravens pointing at the Steelers? Because there's also been a lot of talk about what's going on in Houston, how, what happened in Houston, what da da. I mean, has there been enough forward movement? They've turned the page yet? I think so. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you have to, but you also, because of the way that loss happened, they had to reflect and go back and point out what went wrong. And I'm sure, as you guys know, that team meeting was probably long on Monday. Mm. It was probably not nice, um, but you kind of need the tough love. And it seems like the message has been received. I, you know, I loved Najee's energy. And even though it was frustration on Sunday in Houston, it was kind of like, all right, whoever wants to get on my back, let's go. We're, we're gonna we're not you know putting down um without a fight and he has carried that into this week as well just even tell the media stop blaming the coaches players have to play we need to do what we need to do and it also sounds like that they kind of had a players only meeting and maybe who knows what happened in it no one has truly said but maybe it was just one of those moments of we need to look ourselves in the mirror we need to look each other in the face and it's only four weeks in. We can turn this around, but we all have to be buying in, and we all have to want to, and we have to be able to put our frustrations aside. Yeah. You, you, I mean, listen, every once in a while it's necessary to have that. And as a guy who's been in a number of those players-only meetings, um, you know, it, it just it, it, it hits differently when it comes from your peers. And I think mm-hmm. that's where the accountability and the kind of – look yourself in the mirror and, and have, and have, and have that honest conversation with yourself. Um, so I'm glad that that has been the tenor because I think of all the times is it's a division game at home. And it, 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 it's, it's those guys, it's those guys from down South. And that, that, that's how you have to approach it. I mean, this is, this is that Ohio state Michigan type rivalry. You know, mm-hmm. It's the closest one you and, and we talked about it earlier in the show. This is the closest you'll get to college atmosphere, you know, w- within a game. Like this is one you just you expect it. We don't like Ravens fans coming into our stadium just as much as they don't like Steeler fans coming into their stadium. Like it's one of those. Yeah, where I, we, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Broderick Jones, obviously, a lot of attention this week because he's starting, and he's like, "Yeah, I've heard about it." And basically someone told me, just think Georgia Bama. And he was like, and I got it. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. That's, you have to, you know, give them something tangible to understand what the atmosphere is going to be like. 
See, they said Georgia, Bama. No, I would say Georgia, Florida. Max Starks, Florida. Of course you would. <laughs> Listen, our rivalry is so bad we can't play on each other's stadium property. We can't even we can't even go to each other's college campus. That's when you know it's a real rivalry. You can still you can still go to between the hedges. I've never seen Georgia's stadium, by the way, outside of when I went on a recruiting visit my senior year of high school. That was twenty. Wow. That was twenty three years ago, and I played four Georgia Florida games. <laughs> that's crazy. That, that so yeah so that that that's just how deep it is. I, I know Jacksonville Stadium better than I know Georgia Stadium <laughs> from from a college perspective because I because play, we played there for four straight years. But you know, and I'm and, and that's what I'm going to relay to Project when I see him. Hey hey, Florida Georgia, Max Starks, Florida Gators. That's right, Wes. <laughs> you can't play it enough. He's he's so is, pleased with himself this, right this, now. This is his fourth time hitting the button, yeah. and the 36 minutes that our show has been live. Yeah. So he, no he, doubt about he, it. He he's over the moon right now. You know. Uh, you know what? Let me. Oh, oh I just ahead. want to say. I want to ask you, Missy. I, the some of the comments that come out of out of Baltimore, though. Like I, I I'm sitting there, and Roquan Smith said, you know. We, you aren't a Raven until well. The the saying was, you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. And now this year, I saw mm-hmm. a, a Roquan go, you're not a Raven until you cheap shot a Steeler. I'm like going, okay, oh. how, how how nasty is this going to get? You know, it's kind of interesting to me because why are you saying that when you know that you're just going to be fueling a fire that uh, maybe might you know backfire on you? I mean, I think the Ravens are kind of riding high right now. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Colts and that wasn't great, but they kind of had that momentum going with them. And quite frankly, I mean, with what their offense is doing, I kind of get it in a way, but I'm with you. Wolf. I think sometimes it's better not to hand out bulletin board material (laughs) because let's be honest, we know you guys are told or you hear it or you see it. um, And that's just things that people remember. And I think it was Patrick Queen who was talking about, you know, Coach Tomlin told me I'm not a Raven, my rookie year, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be completely honest. You've been down there, Wolf Max, you know. Every guy from the opposing team gets a chance to be near the Steelers sideline, see Coach T. They're usually dapping him up. They, yeah. they want to say hi. Um, so who knows what was said, truly or not, but I just think they are really talking themselves into this, like, we, you know, because they haven't won in so long in this, this rivalry. It's almost like they're, they're, they're talking themselves into how this can be a win. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, de- they're definitely pulling a Stuart Smalley right now. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 You, you know, hey, looking in the mirror, Hey, Hey, tell you, so, you know, I, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, I'm going to beat the Steelers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly the vibe I'm getting from them. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, the, the other funny thing is, I mean, is that, like you said, the lack of Lamar playing in this series um, has been crazy. When you think about, you know, all the great numbers that Lamar has this season, and yes, you've taken it on the road, and you're 2-0 and on the road in the division, and so that bodes well that if you have a clean sweep on the road, you know, you're almost assured, you know, the champion, you know, the uh, division ch- title. You you haven't done it in this place. Yes, you've done it a lot in the Bengals and the Browns area, but Lamar, you haven't been here. And some of your worst games in your career have been at the hands of them. 
So hopefully they're not taking it lightly, and that's why they're trying to talk themselves into it. But he has not fared well. As great as his numbers are, as great as his completion percentage is and rushing touchdowns or leading the league and all these other categories, you still got to do it against T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. You know, well, and, and, and I think that's what it comes down to. The last game that he played against the Steelers was in 2021, which that feels like forever ago. I know it really wasn't. Mm. The Steelers won. He was sacked seven times. So that's his last memory of Steelers-Ravens where ah. he put the helmet on and he was the guy. So, And yeah, he, I agree with T- what you said about T.J. Watt. He was sacked 16 times in the three games that he's played against the Steelers. T.J. had five and a half of them. So right. I'm all for a big T.J. Watt game. <laughs> I think that's the key. I think we need a big T.J. Watt weekend. That's what we need. Okay, I think yeah. that's the word that's got to go down. We need them. The bookend guys, both <laughs> – well, TJ, now nah, I hope Alex – any word on Alex Highsmith? No, I mean, it's never good when a guy randomly pops up, right, uh, right. on a Thursday of a normal week because they did go Wednesday. But hopefully today it's, you know, limited or full, whatever he needs with that groin injury, and uh, hopefully he's good to go. Oh, let's hope so. My goodness. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. You need you need the Highsmith in this game. Uh, we need the edge pressure. We need we need the guys chasing chasing and causing problems for uh, for that yeah. guy in the backfield. Uh, but also, you know, I think we were talking about T.J. Watt big game. Hamus, where does T.J. Watt have most of his sacks, home or away? Pop quiz. Home. Yeah, exactly, exactamundo. This is the place, like the crazy. house of T.J. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous, right? I want to say it's was it like almost sixty to like twenty? It's something close to that range, like literally like well, three quarters of his sacks come at home. Yeah, basically, I think the average over his home games is it's he's almost averaging a sack per game, which is just yeah. That's T.J. Mental. Watt. Yeah, that's that's all you say, T.J. Watt. <laughs> it's mental, <laughs> no question about it. Thank you so much, Missy. Totally appreciate you. Yeah, we you got it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you in the ball yard on Sunday, Missy, and uh, that is awesome. All right, we're gonna step aside, take a break here. You're inside the locker room, Wolf, Starks, Ninjas, everything. ESPN SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the interesting thing, Max, and one of the things you got to look at in this confrontation with the Ravens is the running game is always a big thing, and the Ravens are still rushing the ball at 151.3 yards a game. Still very effective, but they've had eight different backs carry have at least five carries. Um, this is a, a team that's had some issues, and really one of the best ball carriers they got is Lamar Jackson, who is he's got more 100-yard rushing games than any quarterback in NFL history. He's uh he's got about approximately 21 percent of the carries of this Ravens team. This is 
I don't know, man. That's a lot of carries for a guy in his sixth year. And uh, I don't know. I, I This is a running game. I think the Steelers can get after and, and shut down, but it's it's going to be not, a, not, not easy. Let's put it that way. Well, and, and you're right, Wolf. It, it, it never is easy. Um, that's just, you know, where we're at. And that's, yeah. that's what, but that's what this rivalry dictates, right? And that's why, you know, I still put it at, you know, that team that gets to 100 first usually has the inside edge to win this series. Mm-hmm. And, and that, but that also lets you know that that's the reason why this series is tight because both teams put an emphasis on the rush and stopping the rush. And it's going to be very important. So I think this is the right time to have when you when you know talking about hey, when is the best time to have a pissed off Najee Harris this week? Yeah, this week easily. I, I I don't care about anything else. Like like this is the week where if if if, if I'm questioning my run game and I want to make an intent to rush the football, this is the game I do it. This is where we put it aside. Um, whether you have a, a, a nicked up Kenny Pickett going into this game or Mitchell Trubisky, either one, you know, I got a fever. <laughs> and the only cure is more rushing attempts. That, that, I, mean, I could have used that's a little more cowbell. <laughs> really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. You got and, it. And that, you that, got a fever. And, that, and, and that, that, that thumping sound, you know what yeah. that thumping sound is? That's Najee running over rat birds. That's what it is. <laughs> doop, 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, like, run over those rat birds. Do it. It's okay. It's good for the soul. You know like, what it, you just it, reminded me of with that prick You reminded me of that. that uh, it was the movie with um, Prince Purple Rain. Oh, Purple Rain, yeah. But the one guy that was a singer um, mm. that was in the club. Morris Day. Yes. Morris Day. He, and the he, time. He stole the, the show. Bird. He's, yeah. He stole the show, man. He was so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we remember we had Morris Day in the time at one of our uh, – at, at our Super Bowl ceremonies. Did you? Well, the, the ring ceremony. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Morris Day in the time performed perform – I think it was Super Bowl Forty. I think it was Super Bowl Forty ring presentation – uh, that we had, they they, they were they were the, they were the special band that came in to perform, and that's what everybody was waiting for. You know, we we're wait, we we're waiting for that song. I mean, that it was, was, a, it was classic. That movie was great. You know, and you know, it's funny because my youngest brother Dale Wolfley um, worked as a bodyguard for Prince, traveled with him during one period of time. I mean, you know, so it is really interesting that uh, you know. The whole, I, like the everything that he's that guy was just fantastic. I, when I was up in Minnesota, he used to invite all the players over to his house, you know, in the studio. You can get a, a tour oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Now I never did go just because you know um, I, I was old. <laughs> but you're, ne- uh, you're never too old, Wolf. What can I say, Man. brother? You know, I, but I, I got to tell you something. That movie and when Morris Day was on, I thought he was just absolutely fantastic it was great yeah oh man um i i cannot believe that i hear oakley in the background (laughs) oh oh, he 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 is he is a hot mess right now 
So, so you got invited to Paisley Park and you didn't go. Well, it wasn't just me specifically. I mean, it was you know, it was a general thing. He used to Prince would come to the game. I know, I know, it's a general thing, but you're a part of that general invitation. Oh, I know, I know. I should have gone. It was just players go. I I, I guarantee my uncle Joey went. Now I got to ask my uncle Joey. Oh yeah, ask him about it. Has he has he been to Paisley Park? Yeah. Because you know Prince is one of was one of my favorite artists all time. I mean, you know, he is man. What a he was the one. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, so he used to do like these impromptu like shows. So he came out to Arizona once. Really? I remember it was like random, and he was playing this little small black box theater called uh, Mar- the Marquee down in like downtown. It was like near downtown Tempe. And my buddy Eric called and was like, "Hey, Max, Tiff, hey, I got word. Prince is here. He's doing. <laughs> he's doing. He's doing like a small like kind of jam session." And you're like what i'm like okay we'll be we'll be there in 30 minutes like like it was like drop it was like drop everything get there we get in line and it's 150 people small intimate standing room only no no chairs wow and he had a three-hour jam session and that was by far one of the and he was just trying stuff out playing some of his old stuff but really just he he got he had this all-female band come in with him and then he brought larry graham from graham central station in to play the bass and they wow. were playing dueling basses and it was it was i mean to watch him move from instrument to instrument was a thing of just just excellence i mean and, and as a guy that 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 appreciates like musical instrumentation and skill right. and you know i you know i have a long standing relationship with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra mm-hmm. um and so and at that time, you know, I was still on the board actually. And so I was just I was in awe just watching him, you know, just play with mastery all these different instruments. I mean, truly like an impresario when it comes to that. Um but anywho, I digress because that that that's the only time we'll speak of the the purple one. Yes, I know the Ravens <laughs> have purple, but yeah, he we is need the to get purple out of that. One. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the exception to the rule, though, Wolf. I will say, if there is somebody to talk about with Purple, it's Prince. That's the only one that gets the pass during this week. Everybody else, no. You know, anybody else that even thinks about it, just like Missy. Like, Missy, put the purple coffee mug down. (laughs) Get a black one. (laughs) Or a gold one. Yeah, no. All right. Let's go to break, buddy. She brings snacks. She brings snacks, though. She brings snacks. snacks. And if they happen to be purple, you're going to still eat them. I know it. I mean, come on. The purple gummies go down easy. That's I mean, true. Okay. All right. Sounds good. That's a wrap on the first hour. We'll be back with more in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas after this. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 